this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. It just, to me, it's very ironic. The first client that I get, like, on my own happens to be you. Because I ain't gonna lie to you. You fucked up. Like, I love you. <laughs> but me having an example of a woman that's in the midst of her healing and still having all the beautiful things that you have, it is triggering to me. You trigger me. Do I? Oh, you do. In a good or bad way? In a great way. Like, I really feel like I'm about to cry. It's very triggering because I've made, I, I've realized, mm, don't you make out. me cry. Get out. <laughs> It makes me realize that I'm still not sharing all the parts of me because I don't allow myself to go out the house or try to find love or find anything because deep down, I still feel like I'm not deserving of it. I still feel like I messed up. I put my child in this situation where, and even though he has a great dad and he does everything that he's supposed to, I still feel like I can't be trusted with loving somebody else because I always forget myself. Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now. And that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I'm your host for today. And we have an extraordinary episode, if I do say so myself today, you know. But um, we have a returning guest, <laughs> the superstar, the Tiffany Loren. Say hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope we don't look how we feel because we tired. We tired. We doing a lot to bring y'all some really magical stuff today. We are. Okay. Um, and if you guys do not remember, I don't even know what episode it was. I probably should look that up before we started. But mm-hmm. Tiffany has been on the show <laughs> <laughs> before and she's coming back um today for us to get into like some personal stuff. So before we do that, we are gonna start off the show with a review. Um, Latasha Luxuries 5661. I heard that. <laughs> says <laughs> Samaya, I'm in love with the yoni oil oh yes for you i keeps it on deck love tiffany my first introduction to her was on cocktails as well her story and her drive to succeed is very inspiring oh bitch they talking oh, about you so uh p.s i have the toys but prefer to be played with i'm usually a creamer but have squirted her time or two okay i feel like she caught up on a whole bunch of episodes and, and she, then she was like hey and i i need to tell you this and i need to tell you this <laughs> i'm here for all of it please please you guys um please continue leaving your reviews right the podcast um as you can see we really read them um and we when we were going through we found this one that had your name and we was like okay that's a perfect review to read for today so um thank you so much um okay I, if i look cockeyed y'all on the youtube it's because i was looking at the wrong camera like i said we don't look how we feel we tired today we tired but we, we look tired, cute but we, we look cute <laughs> So please make sure that you are checking out the visuals um, on YouTube. Um, And then if you're not on YouTube, then I don't look cockeyed to you. So great. (laughs) All right. So Tiffany, you already know how this go. You're you're used to being here by now. So we're going to get into the adult tip of the day. Okay. All right. Let's go. Today's adult tip of the day is someone said there's a difference between being happy and being distracted from sadness. Mm. And I, um, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, which one do you think that you are? Do you think you're happy or do you think that you're distracted by sadness? Um, I think I could be both. Uh, why did I feel like you was going to say both? Because you know me, I ride a lot anyway, baby. <laughs> I'm half Um, yeah, I think I could be both. It's crazy because my man and I was talking about this last night. For real, for real. Yeah. Mm. He was like, do you really like... Do you really take the time to figure out if you're happy or are you just going through the motions because you're so busy? Mm. I love the fact that he be just charging your ass up. The, <laughs> charging the, I don't know if the charging maybe or reading the hell out of me. I'm like, sir, back up. I didn't ask you for all that today. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I'm both. I think that I'm happy, but then I can also see where parts of me can detach. And I can kind of go through the motion of those moments yeah. and not really know how I feel truly. 
because I don't really sit down. I don't have enough time in my head to sit down and process sometimes yeah. those emotions. You know what was crazy? Like it speaking was. of processing emotions. Come on, how, get into this it. This is how bad I am, y'all. So <laughs> my favorite aunt passed away from um a brain cancer. She had brain cancer. That's morbid. It's very. So um, I'm sorry. I didn't go to her funeral mm-hmm. because it was just too much for me. And yeah. she was like the aunt that I was like really close to out of like all my aunts. I don't really know any other ones like that. And um, I didn't go to the funeral. I cried when they said she was terminal. And I went down and visit her. And that was like the last time I seen her. And that's kind of how I wanted to leave it. And then I didn't go to the funeral, which I felt bad about. But I couldn't take myself to go do it. Because I don't want to see her like that. Mm. And you know, it was like a year and a half went by. And then I just broke down. Oh, it's going to come out. really processed like the fact that she was dead. That's crazy to me. That is... A psychopath. <laughs> I feel much better that you sitting on the couch with me as a psychopath. But no, no I, I I do feel that. Um, I my my great grandmother um just passed, but she was dying for so long. Yeah. Like it was it was like the I don't know if you've seen Grey's Anatomy, but there was an episode where this old lady like they kept flying to come see her because they said she was dying. Okay, yeah, and, and she it was like die. so she leaving the day. You think she gonna die before <laughs> tomorrow? Because I have a meeting and like at some point, um, you know, like want to pay my respects to my great grandmother but yeah. it was also a beautiful side to it that I could have a better relationship with her leaving because she was dying for like three years <laughs> and also for me it was I don't want her to live like that yeah you know so she wasn't even herself she wasn't the things that made her happy and moving around yeah. and stuff. So she wasn't doing that so by the time it was time for her to go and I know that we laughed to keep from crying yeah but it was just very ironic because she just wasn't bruh she wouldn't leave every time girl so many crazy things was happening. It was like, oh, she recovered. She I was, was like, like bruh. Not today. So when she finally did, um, when she finally did pass, I didn't, I didn't cry at all. I don't, I haven't cried yet. Not since this, like yeah. in the whole thing and all yeah, of that yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but if anything, I think it was just more of a, I don't want her living like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about that. She, and she, oh, and then what do you think happens at 88? Not too much. You know I, what I'm saying? So I it's hope like my life is full at 88, though. But it, I don't know. it's it's foolish. Everybody she knew has loved and and passed on. She don't want to live a life like that. Yeah. Um. And she wasn't herself. But um. I do think that there is a difference between being happy and being distracted. And um. You know, today we're here to talk about like um your relationship and your new show that has come out. Um. And I know that for me, when I got out of like a past relationship or at least my marriage Mm -hmm. I got into another relationship that I felt was happy Mm -hmm. and also it was distracting the fuck out of me to Mm -hmm. really deal Mm -hmm. with all the things you know what I mean not Mm -hmm. on purpose but it was Um, so I think that we have to watch it because everything that we do in life can end up distracting us whether it's something good or something bad Um, because you could be distracted you could be distracted doing coke but (laughs) you're distracted (laughs) Drinking my Celsius. <laughs> Drinking your Celsius, working with children, you know, doing the Lord's work. So, but you can be distracted with good things as well. Yeah. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. If you're enjoying the topics over here, honestly, I think you'd love the topics over on my learning platform. I have some private interviews over there with some amazing guests. I've interviewed Mr. Marcus. Yes, that's the porn star. Passion Jones, who brought on her husband and her boyfriend, and even had some girls night conversations with Medina from Cocktails, as well as Mila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. That conversation was amazing. We did some examples of our dirty talk, and let's just say you need to check it out. Don't just take my word for it, make sure that you click the link below and sign up today. There are over 250 workshops, classes, interviews, and so much more. All right, now back to the show. All right, so for the Twitter talk, speaking of marriages, Mm. the Twitter talk, as you guys know, is for us to pay homage to Black Twitter itself and talk about a couple controversial things or whatnot. And today it says, we often say my failed marriage or my failed relationship. Relationships don't fail. They end. Someone taught us that endings were failures. Mark Groves. I love how you put the name at the end like that. It was on there. So shit, I read it. I ain't trying to take nobody credit. If I don't know who wrote it, I ain't going to search and find it. It was so professional. (laughs) Mark Mark Groves. (laughs) (laughs) I need to do audio books. I need to put my voice on there. I love Um, (laughs) myself. Do you, I feel like I, I tell people that 
that all the time with my uh, with my marriage, I felt like it was not a failed relationship. I feel like we married the wrong person, but it, he wasn't the wrong person also. Like, he's an amazing dad. I could not have picked an, a better dad so for cute. my child. That's so cute. Oh, how nice. How, how, how do you feel? Do you feel that all? <laughs> was your relationship <laughs> failed or did it end? Oh, no, baby. Mine failed. It plummeted. It fell also <laughs> through a hole. <laughs> <laughs> a dark deep tunnel um yeah why did I, you get a divorce why did i i don't get a think divorce? you shared it on the last episode no i didn't oh look at my, look at my <laughs> celsius to hydrate me while you tell this story um <laughs> my marriage ended because i found out that my husband was i guess bisexual okay that's not technically a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Why but... was it a bad thing, Tiffany? I love how you're avoiding the question. It's so cute because now I know your story and I can just, <laughs> just keep poking the bear on camera for other people to see. <laughs> okay. So I found out that my husband was also messing around with men and women because it was women still that I found out about. And um, it's not a bad thing. I don't condemn anybody's choice on who they want to have sex with i think sexual activities are very fluid and it's what you like however for sure i do think that you should give people the option to like, consent to that to type consent, of relationship yes especially if you know as a man i mean you know society does not really accept men being bisexual or sure. liking what they like but if that's what you're going to do, please say, hey, hey, by the way, I like this, too. And don't lie about it. I think that the issue that I had was that he wasn't living fully in his truth. And I don't think he still is. And that's unfortunate because I feel like he would be much happier if he did. And you also didn't give me the option to choose if that's something that I wanted to be a part of. And it was a lot of deceit and it was a lot of lies and there was a lot of covering and then there's layers of trauma that he had that I didn't even know after having been married to him for so long. And having children. And having children. Like, I think he should have disclosed things to me at the beginning because it would have gave me a different perspective of the marriage, of the relationship, and if I wanted to do that. Um, But ultimately, I felt like I was just in danger because there was, like, people he would have come to the house and he would tell people that I was his sister and he had his nephews there and you know, That's like, wild to I call mean, baby, your children your nephews because they still gonna give it to you with kids. <laughs> like, <wait. laughs> I ain't never seen kids stop anybody from getting anything, but um, that just didn't make me feel safe. And the fact that there were so many lies and it was just funnily, it was almost like, well, it wasn't almost like he had a whole nother life that yeah. just I had no idea about. And how the depth of it was. And I just felt like I can't put myself and my kids in position to be in harm's way. Because there's people out there who's crazy. Like, there's people out there that you're going to sit up here and tell, like, oh, this my nephew, this my um, yeah. sister. You know, and come to your house where y'all lay y'all head at and all this other stuff. And then you turn around and what if they, like... Come I can't crazy. believe you did this because... Yeah. What if it was a man and he'd be like, I didn't know you like women. And now he's like upset or something like that or and vice also, versa a woman who's like i didn't know that i you slept with my homeboy and then now suddenly i'm getting murdered and my kids for somebody no really because people do that these every are the day facts. these are the facts so that's kind of like where the situation went left not kind of but that's definitely where the situation <laughs> it failed it failed baby because i don't see it. it wasn't a happy ending yeah we didn't leave on good terms technically I feel like, um, and we're going to get into it, but clearly I'm privy to information. So I know how to, how we're going to weave this in there. Cause I'm like, it's so many points, but I do believe that, um, some relate, they say that I, I do, I think the two things can be true. One, um, someone did teach us that endings are failures mm -hmm. and that is not true. And there have been so many beautiful things that have blossomed out of an end. And yeah. that's the only way that you can get a new beginning is yes. for something to end or for us to let go. So I think that we have these issues of like letting go of things no, more than anything. Do. But also some relationships do fail. They failed. Like you failed at communication. You failed yeah. at trying to fix it. You failed at being honest. Like you failed at every part of yeah. that relationship. But also what I've noticed about fair relationships that it still takes to. Yeah. Um, we contributed to that. Um, so I want to get into that today because your entire show is about you like telling the entire truth. Like you have mm -hmm. this viral YouTube celeb, like anytime some kids walk through this house and they see Tiffany, Miss Tiffany, oh my 
got the kids love me. Like, and I'm like, this is, I wonder if this was like being Nickelodeon star. And they like, they like do crazy numbers and, you know, 30 million views a month on YouTube and all those things. But we didn't know one thing about you. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I guess that's how you got to this show today. So I did, I definitely want to, um, I'm kind of going to the stuff that's not for the children today. Okay. Um, so what, what, parts do you think um and we'll both share i ain't gonna leave you out here by yourself um, dragging me but i've never not at all because i to be honest i feel like i know your situation was much harder than mine but yeah. i don't blame you for that that's somebody hiding their truth from you for me and my situation and i tell people all the time my ma- like my marriage and my co-parenting relationship have nothing to do with e- each other mm-hmm. like who he is as a dad no problem but I played a role in picking the wrong person to marry because of my own shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What I yeah. didn't see, what I didn't know versus someone like lying to you. Like that's different. No, I went into that motherfucker wide eyes open and yeah. still chose that situation. Um, but I do want to know what parts do you think you played in, um, in it even getting that far? Like, do you think sometimes it's like the age when you end up starting to date somebody? Mm-hmm. It could be, I was super religious and this was, mm-hmm. or, but, at some point, something felt wrong because you confronted mm-hmm. it, you found out, but you usually feel that way before that even happens. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, we ain't gonna tell nobody. It's a safe place. Mm-hmm. We want to know what are the what are the things that you did? Um, looking back now at my big age, <laughs> <laughs> my big ass. <laughs> um, I definitely think that there was trauma that I had um, at that point in time. Well. I would say about six years prior to meeting him, my dad had went to prison. Mm-hmm. He was looking at 25 to life. And that was... He was doing a big one. He was doing a big one. And that was disheartening because it was federal time. So there was no cutting it in half. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that from that moment when I was like roughly 13 when that happened, it was a void that I didn't know I was trying to fill. So I think I was attaching to people and things that... um just weren't good but when i met him he felt safe because he was different than what i knew like my dad was like a you know big time drug dealer all the men i had kind of messed with prior to that (laughs) was like in the streets and when i met him he had a family a two-parent household they was like in the church it was this illusion of like Mm-hmm. Oh, this feels really safe and normal because baby, my <laughs> life was not normal at all. My childhood was not normal. Um, So I think that's what kind of pulled me in. And then when I got there, there was things that was happening. But I feel like one thing that I realized I did for a very long time, even since the beginning, was I made a lot of excuses for his behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, when we first were dating and there was things that he may have done, like maybe cheated or et cetera, it would be like, oh, well, you know, we're young and we're in college and he's on the football team. Like, it's almost like, you know, like. You can't avoid it. Something's going to be bad anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, boom. And then it's like, as we get out of college, it's like, oh, well, we're we're just newly engaged. He's transitioning. <laughs> or <laughs> was he? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Oh, was he? It was like, oh, something happened. Oh, we got to an argument. So it's like, it must be my fault. So it's like, I was constantly coddling him. Mm. So when this stuff hit the fan, it wasn't like, I mean, I was surprised, but I wasn't because when I kind of stepped away from the situation and I looked back, it was like, Tiffany, you always coddle him to be okay with the stuff. And I realized as I got older, men going to do what you allow. Like, baby, if you you let him smack you a little bit one time and then he'd be like, oh, okay, cool. She ate that. And then you let <laughs> him do it again. <laughs> and it's just going to escalate because they kind of be testing the water to see like what yeah. you're going to put up with and what you're not going to put up with. Yeah. And then when they realize, okay, I can do that, then they go the next step and it's like oh i could do that too and now it's like a whole thing of like oh i can just do whatever i want to do so i felt like my thing is i mostly coddled him and there was a lot of things that i turned my head to that i look back now it's like baby them was not red flags them was bloody red scarlet flags just waving in your face no no caution caution but kind of like the therapist said on one of my episodes like you don't know red flags unless you know red flags and sometimes because of our upbringing you don't know red flags they've always been green for you yes so i think that it was more so the coddling and just making the excuses was probably the biggest thing that i felt like i did because 
there was so many times that my conscience was like, girl, you got to go. And then my real self was like, no, because it mean, it makes sense if you think about it. And it was a lot of like mental battles like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, um, and I say this all the time, and I don't know if people are getting it yet. I would say that my my husband did not like me. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like he wasn't disrespectful or anything. Like he wasn't rude to me. He never put his hands on me. Like if you looked at us, we looked like a regular relationship. And a part of me always blamed myself, no matter what it was, because mm-hmm. some of the things that he would say about me would be true. Mm-hmm. And I've always been really good with accountability. So it's like, you're right. I do do that. Let me go work on it. So mm-hmm. I would just take it, go work on it and then come back. And I'm expecting a certain type of love after I fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned through a lot of my friendships now is that most of my friends that I have now or my long-term friends, they were there before when I was all broken and didn't even know I was broken. Mm-hmm. And they're here now. Um, and being broken didn't make me a bad person, but they weren't annoyed by me yeah. being that person. And so for the longest, I always thought that I was the problem. So I wasn't necessarily making excuses for him. I was, it was always like, I get it. Cause you're right. I do do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get it. I get how that could be a problem, like, or whatever. Um, but the truth is, is that I realized that you don't have to be perfect or in a certain healed spot to to be loved. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that I need to fix to be deserving of love today. I'm, no. I'm deserving of it now just because. Um, and for me, I also, I feel like I was looking for some type of fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And I realized with fairy tales and miracles, they're still all a reflection of the work that has been put in. They're not really miracles. Right. You know what I mean? It's either what was meant to be or it's a reflection of the work that you've put in or whatever. And I just was like, you know, I'm just too fairy tale. I think I just want him to roses and flowers. And, you know, like (laughs) I need to be more realistic. And so I always, it always was a question, is he doing something wrong? And what I like about like the Twitter talk is that it's like, relationships don't fail it it puts the energy on it being right and wrong Mm -hmm. somebody can be a great person and not be the right person for you Mm -hmm. and that is reason enough but in this world it's like if you get a divorce they want proof Mm -hmm. you know and don't get me wrong like like divorces have gone crazy because we don't know you know Mm -hmm. or whatever but also after we find out that the the person that we married is not for us how the fuck do you let that shit go? Like it has to end. So, um, I think that was, that was a big part for me. Just not, um, not really recognizing that somebody just doesn't care for me, like through my flaws. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I'm not perfect and I'm never going to be perfect. So if this bothers you in seven years, I could have a different issue. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm not doing shit that's like, Oh, she's a thief. Like yeah. she's a robber. Like, okay. Like, no, I'm doing, Everybody has their quirks. Um, I also wanted to know, did you find, did you think that getting into a better relationship now, like you've, you've mentioned in their episodes um, about your partner being more supportive mm-hmm. and just, you know, being himself and like y'all have even, y'all love has created a new child. Y'all have, um, y'all, <laughs> real show made by real people, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seeing that it's a better relationship, did you think that everything that was broken would be fixed because you were in a better relationship? In a way, yes. Not in like a delusional way, like this man's going to fix me. But I did think, okay, like I had some space. Wasn't a lot of space, but I, <laughs> I didn't have some space between my divorce and getting into this relationship. But in that space, I was more so having fun. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily like working on me. When <laughs> healing, I was hoeing. You know what I'm saying? I was having a hot girl summer, winter, fall. But, <laughs> um, and you know, in that process, I was like, okay, I felt like I was refining myself. I felt like I was expressing myself. I felt like I was setting up, like, no, this is what I'm doing, and this is what I'm not doing. Yeah. And I think to an extent, yeah, that worked in my favor. But then I also got into the um, relationship, and as time went on. I realized, oh, shit, I got some stuff I'm bringing in with me. Call me bag lady. Bag lady. Because it's coming. And it would be things that just triggered me that I couldn't, like, necessarily understand why I would get so upset. But then I would be like, oh, this reminds me. But it wouldn't even be to the extent of my ex. It would just be something 
like that could be normal, but because that relationship was so crazy, even the normal, like constructive criticism that means really well for me could make me feel like you're trying to control me because my other relationship was like so controlling. Like, I want you to look like this. I want you to dress like this. You need to present yourself like this. It's almost like you were trying to make me. So now if my man wants to give me some constructive criticism that really can help me, I immediately will feel like you're trying to violate me in the sense of like, oh, here you go trying to tell me what to do and control me. And it's like I had to kind of back up and realize like, OK, listen to this, Tiffany, gracefully, because if not, I can't receive it. But that's just some of the things that you don't realize that you bring with you into these new relationships. This is facts. This is facts. I I feel that spiritually. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I found was that the first relationship that I got into after my marriage, the exact same thing happened in my marriage, except in a good way. Yeah. It was over love. And like, I feel like he gave me so much attention. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And And to be honest, like, even though that relationship didn't work out, I'm very aware of why I still needed it for what I needed it mm-hmm. for. It helped rebuild my confidence after being in that marriage. Mm-hmm. Not saying like I used him to build my confidence. I just realized why I was equally yoked with that person yeah. at the time. But also as I started healing more. We just weren't, I realized that it was really the same thing. I wasn't being myself. We were working out when I was willing to like swim in the love Mm -hmm. and the emotions and Mm -hmm. things like that. And that's really the same thing I did in my marriage. I was swimming and being a wife and, you know, like being a mother and like this new identity, but the identity didn't include any individuality of Mm me. Like, and nobody was forcing me to not be myself like it wasn't like oh don't go do nothing for yourself no I was doing that shit all on my own so it was like I was creating the standard of what it was and then like in the new relationship when I did start oh I want to go do this go do that that's when more hiccups were coming up and I realized at the end of the day because I'm not really allowing myself to shine like and be my damn self that's what these relationships are getting used to Mm -hmm. you know and then for me being in a better relationship a happier one where somebody really loved my dirty ass draws yeah it's like, I don't want to leave that. I don't know if I'll ever find that again. Yes. So even recognizing that the overlove was also toxic, just like the underlove wasn't good mm-hmm. for me either. So it's just like, <laughs> fuck, do? what I do next? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> What's next? And so I've been, I've been single ever since. That made me sound crazy. I've been single, <laughs> I've been single ever since. But what I really realized is that your individuality has to show through mm-hmm. no matter what you do as a mother, as a businesswoman, as all these different things. So what does um, how you end up making a show? Why? Why? Why did you end up making the show? Like, I know that it's take two um, for Tiffany, but I guess I'm wondering. What are the things that you still are currently fucking up in that contribute to why your relationship is the way that it is? Like, what's the what's the one thing that you're still not doing? I'm still not displaying my emotions. Psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) She cried on the show, y'all. She do got emotions. I do have some emotions. They're somewhere deep inside me. But, um, you know, I had to tell my man, like, I think. And it's crazy because he was like, it's you. And at first I used to be like, it's not me. But he's like, you... (laughs) literally I had a whole girl come to me the other day and kind of bark at me in front of him about our relationship and how she felt and he had to tell her it's not you it's her because I feel the same way with her she just has a detachment from people but she means very well and when she kind of got it from his perspective and she was like, oh, shoot. And then I was like, damn, it's me. Not that ganging up on me. <laughs> Y'all ganging up on me. Yeah. And then somebody else felt the same way that was out the circle. And I was like, oh, it is me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm a little messed up. So I'm trying to be more um, vulnerable in that area. Because I just feel like, you know, people have left me and would that I get attached to. Yeah. Or even with my marriage, I think I gave my all. That was like... Gave you, everything. Everything to the point that now I'm like, I don't know if I want to give anything. Because mm, <laughs> now go. it's like, I don't know. So I think that, you know, I'm just at a space now. I'm just, the show is here for me to work on myself. Like the show is here for me to refine Tiffany, refine what do I like, refine what makes me happy outside of my kids and my man and my yeah. YouTube and everything because 
when I really think about it, like I got married so young and I was like faithful. And it's crazy because I was... (laughs) That's where you start. It was with. crazy that I, I was faithful. I should have lied. <laughs> that song that should be on repeat. But um, yeah, it was like okay. So from you know nineteen to twenty nine, damn. Like, that's what I'm saying. You took, <laughs> <laughs> baby. You took my prime. You know what I'm saying? It's you like gave it. It's okay. I gave it and I gave my all. But then it's like at that time. Cause I was so young. It's like, I didn't find me. I didn't find what I like sexually. I didn't find so many things that I think women should be searching for at that time that I didn't even know myself. So then I give you these years that are molding years technically of like who you are as a person. And then you try to mold me and I try to live up to these standards for you. And then I had these kids and now I'm a mom. And you know, with every child you have, you have to refine yourself with every child. And y'all got a lot of kids. That's a lot of journeys. (laughs) So it's like with every child, you have to refine yourself. So now I'm going through all this. And then I wake up and one day I'm out this marriage and I don't know who I am. Do you ever feel like, um, well, not even do you ever feel like, because you write, like you, you, you gave some stuff and then he took some of the other shit, right? (laughs) Um, which is, which is facts. I feel like finding the balance between what you give yourself and what you give others is ultimately like the journey that you're on because before you didn't give yourself anything Mm -mm. and then now you're in a relationship that's good and someone can recognize it but at the same time they have their own boundaries like how long they gonna hang around if i'm not getting the best yeah if you don't know the difference and so i feel like you're on a journey um which is just it really reminds me of myself of finding your own boundaries with what you give to others and what you give yourself. But the truth is you don't give yourself nothing. Don't give myself anything. Shit. Pennies. Nothing. On the dollar. (laughs) 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 And, um, and so I think, um, I think the segments of your show really do like the show is, is doing that. Like you have the, what the hell you have? Try Try with with (laughs) Tiff. Try with Tiff because I don't think um, I don't think anybody can get to know themselves without or even anytime you're going on a new journey, you got to yeah. try everything. Like you can't just like do one thing and then really form an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. So I really love that because that can go from zero anything. to hundred real quick. Anything, anything. <laughs> um, and then your reality or Reddit, which plays into you telling crazy parts of your story. Um, I think that that's healing because you're telling people the truth, yeah. not letting. Um, it, it reminds me of the little Jada Pink. I don't, I don't want to compare you to Jada. Don't put me with Jada, Jada Pinky <laughs> because you know what? Because I do feel that so many people have spoken for her without her ever confirming or denying, yeah. just letting the rumors go on and go on and go on, like about so much shit. By the time she put out her story, everybody's like, oh, "Take us out the group chat. We don't want to know." Yeah, I didn't mind when everybody else was telling the story. Yeah. She never commented on so many of these things, and so now that she's telling the story, like I'm. I'm here for that. No matter how messy it is, I'm already bought two copies. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know when the fuck I'm gonna have time to sit down and read it. But I bought it. <laughs> I bought because I think that women should tell the story. Yeah. Like, not for somebody else, but for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not to... For me, telling the story of, like, my parents on this show and just my truth, it wasn't to fuck with them. It was giving myself the outlet that I deserve yeah. to, like, really deal with all this shit and understanding that I want to tell other people because I know other people going through this. And I feel like with your show... You literally are doing this take two on life altogether. And so many people need to do a take two. Like mm-hmm. whether you get in divorce, whether you're a man or woman, whether you have a new career, whether you have another child, whether it's your third mm-hmm. child, like mm-hmm. no matter what, how many times, even when you're happy, you got to do a take two. Like, damn, I need to reevaluate some yeah, things. Yeah. Let me just like recalibrate because I think that we do get so lost in every other relationship we have outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just love the fact that your show is. Is really doing that. It's going through all the steps. I mean, I love your show for a multitude of reasons, but you know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but also I wanted to touch on what do you think? What are the other things that you end up suppressing that were good things? I, this is a crazy ass question. You know how my mind works. Okay. What do you what are you what do you think are some of the other things that you were suppressing by suppressing by trying not to let the bad in? That means you also didn't let good things in right. either. So, like, what are some things that um, 
maybe you think, I feel like I have to give my example first because it sounds kind of crazy. Okay, when I I'm think I know say where it. you're going, but give me your example. Yeah, it sucks. Sometimes my brain be working. I'll be telling stuff like, oh, we should say it like this. So she'll be like, okay. 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 <laughs> Explain it afterwards. <laughs> because, like, I know what I want to ask and it's just not coming out of my brain right. For example, um, by letting go of other things for me this summer, I met you. Okay. Um, and when I suppressed myself and I suppressed my individuality, I wasn't just suppressing like bad relationships or like keeping myself safe. I was mm -hmm. also suppressing my full potential. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've been talent for years. Mm -hmm. But when I allowed myself to experience all the parts of myself, mm -hmm. I uncovered where my life is supposed to go next. And in doing so, I met you. And then now I'm producing your show. Okay. And so I think that just giving my time myself time in this past year and a half to be single, mm -hmm. like to really be single, I've uncovered so much more. And that I realized it was never anybody else that was doing shit to me. Mm -hmm. Like it was just me abusing my problem <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Just don't don't just, beat yourself down. You know, but it's so beautiful because it's like it just feels so divine. It feels like everything that I went through, everything that I discovered, like now, I don't think that there's anybody more made more perfect to really understand what it's like to go through to tell your truth and mm -hmm. to also discover who the fuck you are. And yours is doing it within a relationship. Like, mm -hmm. it's duality. Like, I, figured, I had to figure out mine on my own, baby. I just, <laughs> just ain't nobody else do that. But do you think that there are any other parts of you that um that you're starting to uncover now that you're taking the time to get to know you? Through the show. Um, yeah, I definitely do. I think that I'm getting a sense of freedom. It's weird. <laughs> so still a hot girl. I'm still a hot girl. But um, for a very long time, and you know we had this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> I have been scared to tell my side of the story. I feel like even after going through all the stuff I went through with him, I still had a sense of protection, which is weird because, you know, I mean, I hate to use the word abuser, but there was a lot it of is. mental, verbal abuse in that situation. And I felt like even coming out of it, I was still for a long time be like, just say something about him. Try to find something nice to say, even when he was dragging me, dragging the kids not showing up as a father, just just all the bad. And I still was trying to find a way to like protect him and make him seem like, oh no, he's cool. Like it's cool or yeah. just not speak of it. And I think that now it is feeling freeing to be like, damn, I got to tell this embarrassing story. <laughs> but my embarrassing story is part of my journey that got me here. And it feels more freeing to be like, yeah, like that happened and kind of joke about it or cry about it and really feel the feels. Cause it's times that like, even on the episode we shot, like I'll talk about it in detail and I'll cry like it's happening now, but that's because I never really processed to a full extent of what happened yeah. or because I suppress it so much and make it seem like it's not occurring yeah. that in my mind somewhere it's really not happening and no girl it's happening <laughs> so yeah. it's like now I have this sense of freedom and I can feel more peace coming about with some of the things that you have me doing and trying on the show <laughs> somebody got me on a chokehold um, but I love it here <laughs> and no it's really it's making me feel like dang I like this like I like this process I like being able to say something. I like being able to get my tears out. And I'm still scared of what's going to happen when it releases just because it's so intense for me. Like I, I'm worried about the trickling down effect, but it's like at the same time, I didn't choose this life. You yeah. put me in it and I didn't ask to be here. So yeah. it's like the trauma that came to me from it. Like I have to be able to say, yeah, this is how I felt. This is what I felt like. These are my emotions. This was my perspective and experience. And they just have to be able to accept that because baby, I didn't ask to be thrown in the fire with you. Yeah. I just was put in the pit. I feel like even watching your story, like from here, I just, it's just to me, it's very ironic. The, the, the first client that I get like on my own happens to be you because I ain't gonna lie to you. You fucked up. Like, I love you. <laughs> but I, I, and not even like fucked up as in like you're a terrible person, but you remember the very first time that I saw you, I was like, 
so after you masturbate like and he was, was like, like huh don't. like mm, I don't make no time for that and I said no matter <laughs> what this bitch say she needs me <laughs> no matter what she says she needs me okay what she talking about I don't care what she say and I just I feel like me have an example of a woman that's in the midst of her healing and still having all the beautiful things that you have it is triggering to me. You trigger me. Do I? Oh, you do. In a good or bad way? In a great way. Like, I really feel like I'm about to cry. Don't cry so much. I don't want to cry because we look so good. We do. And <laughs> Tori will be upset that we both messed up our faces simultaneously. <laughs> but it's very triggering because I've made, I, I've realized, mm, don't you make out. me cry? Get out! Die <laughs> <laughs> out! This was something I was talking about. <laughs> it makes me realize that I'm still not sharing all the parts of me because I don't allow myself to go out the house or try to find love or find anything because deep down I still feel like I'm not deserving of it. I still feel like. I messed up. I put my child in this situation where, and even though he has a great dad and he does everything that he's supposed to, I still feel like I can't be trusted with loving somebody else because I always forget myself. And I'm not trying to forget myself. I'm not trying to. I'm I'm doing all the things. And all oh, thanks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. The ghetto. I, I I do. I feel like I'm doing all the things, but I haven't even allowed myself to go outside or try to find a way to enjoy these things. And I still, it's still covering up for people. Yeah. It's so much of my story that just even in meeting you and he's like, you remember the very first, you know, month that we talked, I was like, well, I don't even have the cameraman to shoot your yeah. show anymore. <laughs> I, you got to give me a second. And you were like, okay, call me when you get some cameras. And it's like, I haven't told parts of the story because I don't want to be perceived as messy. I'm moving into this entertainment field and I don't want to be seen as that yeah. or like telling like business. But the truth is, is that because I haven't allowed myself to just just say, well, this didn't work out because of this and I can still deserve to be here and, and allow myself the duality. Yeah. You know, I'm still not allowing myself to do it. And it's like now I just feel like I was attracted to you because the same things I'm telling that you that you need, I might be at a different version <laughs> of it. I really need my goddamn self. I need I really need to try it with Tiff as well. You know, you like come with me. <laughs> I, I, I do. I feel that way. And it's just, it's very triggering because it's just like, what's your excuse? She noticed she ain't got it all together and she's doing it anyway. Like there are so many ways that you're just very fear, fearless. You know what I mean? And I know the fear tells us something. I know that pain tells us something. It, it tells us where to look, where it yeah. hurts, like, and things like that. But for me, I have just dug into my work and it might be for a good cause. But at the end of the day, every time I sit down with you, I'm like, fuck, I haven't done none of this shit in a couple weeks like I you know and so um it just shows that you can lose yourself in something bad and you can lose yourself in something good mm -hmm. um and yeah you know you deserve it Samaya you know I I can resonate because I felt like you and I still feel like you like I regret I have regrets like Dang, I I made the bad decision. My, I put my kids into this. It's very much the ownership of I should have knew better. I this, I this, I this, I this. But you know, somebody had to tell me one time, you can't regret what you didn't know. And it's like, as much as that sounds easy to hear, it's, <laughs> it's like maybe, but truth. I'm holding on to the bag of regrets. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. And you know, it took a lot. It took my brother on multiple occasions like my brother was my cheerleader. Like that man was in the corner with the pump <laughs> and I would just cry. Like, who's going to love me? Who's going to want me at this age with three kids? Like who, like, let's be real here. I don't even have nothing going on. I'm poor at that point. I was like, I'm poor. I got kids. Nobody's going to want me. And he was like, Tiffany, you crazy. Like, you have to understand, like, you deserve love. You deserve somebody to treat you right. You're a good person. You can't keep holding on to what happened to you. There's people out here with less than you, more kids than you, and they're getting what they deserve. Like, you just have to keep telling yourself that. And every time I would have a breakdown, that would be the conversation he would have to the point that I would just have to keep telling myself every day, like, you deserve this. And it was a couple times that I came across people. I'm like, I don't deserve to be loved by you. Mm. Like, don't self-sabotage yourself because it's kind of like you can get in this space. It's like, damn, this seemed really good. It's like, I don't deserve this. But you do deserve that, though, because I'd be really feeling like 
God don't put people around you that he feel like you don't deserve or are not obtainable. It's like God puts you around people and you have that um six degrees of separation or whatever it's called, where it's like you're always one person away from the person that you want to be near. Yeah. And I really feel like that's energy and God puts you with the people you're supposed to be with. So don't ever feel like you don't deserve nothing. And don't ever feel like you so broken you can't get something. It's like... No, baby, these men going to come in and they going to do you right. <laughs> they going to take that badge to come with you. And, you know, I really appreciate my man because it's like when we got together, this other man of mine, this ex was trying to run this man off. And like to the point that I was like, oh, ain't nobody finna mess with me because it's too much to deal with with him. It's just like. It was it's like a baggage. it was like a bitter baby mom. I was like, bro, this man just won't stop. And my it was, ex-wife tripping. Yeah, and it made <laughs> baby the ex-wife was tripping, <laughs> and it made it to the point where you know one time he said to me, "I don't know if mm. I can do this because I can't get myself in position where I go to prison behind this man." And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be mad at that because it's like, who am I to ask you put your livelihood on the line? Because I got a little crazy running behind me. Yeah. But, you know, we held down, <laughs> locked in, and we're here now. But I say all that to say, don't think that you have too much with you that somebody's not willing to work with you or build with you or love you for who you are and all the parts of you because you're going to always be evolving. I think that you proved that, though. I think that that's what you prove, like the way that I think of you and how highly I think of you and just the level of things that you've gotten. To, and don't get me wrong. I I do consider myself successful. I'm very proud of myself. Like little me is like that bitch is kind of cool. <laughs> <Period>. OK, <laughs> uh, but when it came down to it, at the end of the day, you already own your own production company. You already like shit that you shooting with is on my wish list. <laughs> Amazon is looking at me like, are you coming back to check out? No. Give Did you forget you? about you your know? car? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I was I was very transparent with you, like from jump. Like, this is what I know how to do. I ain't never did this before, but I would love <laughs> to do this for you. And da 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 da. And you was, you know what I'm saying, with it and still saw it. And so it's just like a lot of people will tell you, like, girl, somebody will do this, but they won't take that chance yeah. with you. And so somebody else taking that chance is just it's a lot of proof to me. And I know that when you came to me. It was just like, you know, I really want to work with some woman brands. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think about like Girls Trip when she got up there and like gave that talk. Yeah. And I, I think of you. And I think that allowing myself to see myself better and be all the parts of me, I used to think that had to be me. I used to think that I had to get up there and give that big speech mm -hmm. and things like that. And I had to be the talent. But allowing me to get to know myself helped me understand that I am not just talent. Mm -hmm. I am an amazing behind the scenes person like it you really are. it gives me a really good time to be like all like <laughs> crazy and particular because clients love that shit. They're like, oh, like in life, it's like somebody, please just leave it alone. <laughs> At work, though, it's like, oh, yeah, somebody's going to make sure. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. And you so it's like, any worries. <laughs> it's, you know, I haven't had one complaint. Like, yeah. it's like, no, somebody's going to have it. It's It's fine. And so. Even being able, it allowed me to see myself in a different perspective and allow me to let other people be who they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, even with your story, like just feeling like, OK, I did this. I did that. I do think that women need to hear, you know what I mean? Your story. And like we joke and say, oh, it's your ex-wife or, or whatever. But I do think that you had great intentions on mm -hmm. just trying to keep the family safe, not, yeah. not trying to condemn him because you know that he's not living his truth. So yeah. I don't think that you blame him for that. No. I've never really heard that you blame him for that. If anything, it's just like, why did we have to do it this way? You didn't have yeah. to hurt me to be you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to hurt other people by not being me or whatever. And I just, I'm very conscious, like you trigger me. So God didn't gave you to me to make sure that I don't, you know, go back into these things of, of not really seeing all of myself because when I'm around you, I get to be a totally different person, you know, and that I I never get to be when I'm talent. Oh, so. I love that for you, Samaya. I know. It's so great. Isn't for it? For L. <laughs> for L. Oh, no. You know, I got PTSD. People be sitting on this couch and come to talk to me and then they be like, where they at? Let me tell you about what these motherfuckers did. Like, we didn't even... <sighs> This That's is, for another episode. This is for a whole another episode. And you know what? It's so crazy. Some of the people I've dealt with have felt so intimidating that I thought that if people found out what happened or why I don't work with these people and some of these people telling stories when I haven't even said anything, yeah. like telling about what happened, I thought that I would never be able to win. I already didn't feel qualified to be in production. You know, I already felt weird transitioning from sexual essentials, like not just being a sex mm -hmm. persona, but saying like... 
I want dildos and I want cameras. Like, and not for me. Like, you can have it all. Though. I really want to have it all. Like, I want to teach. I can teach you how to suck dick and I can help make you a, a TV show. Like, I could do both. Like, why do I got to pick one? It's balance, baby. <laughs> Michelle, I'm always saying you could be as many things as you want to when you grow up. It's a weird question to ask people, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, yeah. it's just one answer. Um, whatever Look I want to do. I just want y'all to know that there's a real talent if you can reference Michelle Obama and dildos within like a sentence from each other. It's giving gifted. Okay. Um, <laughs> with that being said, because all the emotional shit is just exhausting. Very much so. Yes. I think we should move on to the I think we should move on <laughs> to something more happy. So I do want to talk about, so the sex tip of the day, um, because I do um, my first company being Sexual Essentials, everything is, I, I could feel like I can tell where somebody is just based off asking them where they get with their sex life. And I know somebody be reading them sex life. Uh, well, so gosh. are you doing this? No. Mm. Okay. So let huh? me tell you about yourself real quick. <laughs> I do. And when I first met Tiffany, I was like, I was like, you're fine. I was like, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> what's up in the bedroom? Like I, I asked it. I asked on the first episode. <laughs> and it was just, I was just, be- I mean, clearly you're like really pretty. So it's just like, I know that your man be with the shits. What you be with? And you know, and we've, um, you know, your show, you've gotten into even some of that, like how you want to be how you pouring into yourself is going to make you a better partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um, we did have Max Stanley on your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Matt reading you front to back. Man, um, did he. <laughs> and you learned an exercise called the six second kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I kind of want you to talk to that and just kind of talk to, um, you know, how you feel because you are gorgeous mm-hmm. and you are smart and bitch, ri- you a rich bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, you can't even tell she got five kids. And I know like for real, for real, that's not a joke part. Y'all, boys, she really y'all do have five me, boys. <laughs> um, but despite all of that, like, where are you sexually? Like, how do you think that you feel? And then like, talk about the six second kiss and like what it's been doing for you and just like some of the things you've been learning from the show. Okay. Well, I'm definitely not where I want to be sexually. It was so wild. Cause baby, I used to be, hey, shit. The man just don't hey, be mad. Hey, where did hey, you go? Hey, hey. I don't know why I went. I said, baby, where are you? Come back home. Um, It's weird because I think it was after, well, I know for sure it was after the birth of this last baby. <laughs> Got your ass. Got me. I said, this man done hung me up, put my jersey on the rack and, and retired me. You know what's so crazy? You could feel like, because you know your first three. Yeah. Was one thing, and you have all this sexual energy with the wrong person. With the wrong person. And then you get with a new person, a new, a new baby loves, like, okay, all these things, and then boom, it'll just drop, like, and powder. And it just milk. dropped, like, powder dried <laughs> up. That's it. <laughs> That's how it is. So I am just like, I don't know. So I did go to the doctor, and the doctor said that I did have um, low testosterone, which I thought was very interesting but then i didn't because i used to feel like i had a lot of testosterone because this is the thing when i wouldn't get none i would get real aggressive like i would like nudge my man like he walked by me and i like shoulder nudge him he's like what's up with you i'm like what's up up with you (laughs) and now just like not like that so i said maybe my testosterone is definitely on the ground because before i was ready to tussle um baby listen we gonna either fight or i'm gonna take it so we gonna have to figure out what's going on here so now i'm just like an old woman on the shelf like do you still work down there and i am working on getting her back to where she needs to go i'm also working on trying to get myself to see if i need some medication (laughs) But first, we're going to do the things. Because I don't like it here. I know, but we first, we're going to do the things. You didn't shot. I don't like her, and I don't like it here. You can't give up so soon. I'm not giving up, y'all, but I'm definitely questioning myself. Um, So I'm going to work on trying to get her back together so my man can, you know, stop wanting to choke me every day and not in a good way. Um, So (laughs) That that might help, too. (laughs) That might help. Grab me. (laughs) Grab me. Hit me. Grab me, big daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Show me <laughs> so, so I'm going to also try the things that you said because you said that it needs to be just warmed up some more. She just need to be it just ain't brought back to life. Anymore. It ain't pushed to start. I don't like that, though. I'm too young for that. It made me feel like I'm going through menopause. I don't like that. Now, I, you know, I see myself in you and I don't even want to think about this when my coochie decide that she don't want to do what she do. I don't no like more. it here. But I feel bad mm-hmm. because I feel like I'll be looking at my son like, damn. I think it's you. And he's so cute. He's so cute. But I'd be so like, cute. Ah! but I do love you though. So it's 
like, what do I do, Zamaya? I got to get you it back got, together. You got a, a assignment uh, so that we talking about, which is your six second kiss. I my think, six second kiss has been helping some. I do enjoy it. Yeah. Really? It makes me feel more like we're having a like a little moment, like a bonding moment. Yeah. Um. So I think it's been helping, but I want that whole like. <laughs> I want it to help more. You know. I, <laughs> I want it to just, I want to feel like myself again. I want to be like, ooh. Do you even know if you ever felt like yourself? That's a good question. I'm about to say, you really might not even know. Well, whatever demon that was, I want her back because she was fun. (laughs) She could come, she could come reattach to me, okay? I I, I do think that throughout the show, I think that we do need some time. Like, I'm not saying no to medicine, like at all, for sure. Like, if you need something, you need something. I just think that. Through doing the show, I think that you're going to start because, you know, like money make you come right mm-hmm. like that. But I think that the self-healing and that entire journey and the way that like he looks at you when you change and the way that you start looking at yourself when you change mm-hmm. and when you are able to like unlearn a lot of the controlling things that your ex did, where it's mm-hmm. like sex can be in a multitude of ways. I mean, mm-hmm. he having sex in a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. So once you, it's so many more things than just you desiring your partner. Like, mm-hmm. I know that you desire him. I know that you desire to want to desire him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I do think, I don't think it really has anything to do with him, to be honest. I think that it, again, here we are. We the problem. Broken heart. <laughs> Broken coochie. <laughs> Life's not over. <laughs> I think I think that the more that you get to know yourself, the more that you give yourself permission to play by yourself and things like that, you can keep going back with these little homework assignments. So I'm sure when you went home, it was like, babe, let's try this. He I was did. like, okay, <laughs> you coming home with something. Like he, he was looking at me crazy, like, Are you trying to kill me? I was like, No, I just really want to give you a kiss. Let's just kiss for six yeah, seconds. Just Close your stay eyes. Right just, <laughs> I think I think that um it's going to be good. I'm really excited to hear. Like, I, I'm actually really impatient with it, to be honest, because I think I'm pretty good at at fixing, fixing these things. Okay. So, she said she's the coochie fixer. So. The coochie. For real? For real? Like, people come <laughs> to, to me like, with... Yes, I am. Let me show For real? Because that's how I got started. I had baby powder pussy. It was so dry after I had the first child. I was it? I feel like life had... First of all, what do you mean the gift of life? I had blew up everything. Nothing shrunk back. That was I feel you on that, though. nothing shrunk. I had back. a lot of hard work to get back there. Girl, you got five kids and look at you. Now. No, but no, no, I be no, having no. to work hard. Mine just don't be melting off. It never. It. But also, my entire body changed. Like, mm-hmm. and I was so rude to myself. Because why would you even say that? Like, that's hella rude. Like, people look differently. Who? But there are people who was looking like I was looking and didn't have no kids. So but it'd be to, intense for yourself, though. I it's get like, it. This wasn't what I was. This though. was not me. And so I had to check myself and and figure out like. Why do you even think like I had to do so much work? And then after that, I just had to rub that coochie because more orgasms is going to make you the more orgasms you have, the easier it is to have another orgasm. And it helps build it back up. It's just like going to the gym. If you go for the first time in six months, you're not going to want to go back that second day. But if you go every day for six months and then you miss the first time, you're going to miss. You know what I'm saying? We ain't ain't six months in. I did tell him, no, we need to go by the the store and just. Maybe get spicy. Yeah, I got to use uh, Erotic Badar is a black owned company. I love her toys. She has a lot of, she gives like a lot of information on what the toys do. Um, and she's been on my Patreon like a thousand times. You can use the code NJASP. Y'all can too. Yeah. Give um, me the link because I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And it takes like 15% off, but like they got all kind of shit. Like they got fucking machines oh. and, but you know, I ain't ready on- for that yet. <laughs> Well, you got your tribe with I Tiff. Start basics. With your with your tribe with Tiff, we I've been can try. trying the breathing that you've been. Oh, I have been trying. So you've been masturbating? No, I tried it <laughs> when I was adulting. Oh, doing the stuff with yeah. the... Oh. With, but you remember you was like, you need to inhale, exhale while yeah, you're doing it? Yeah, because if you hold your breath, it ain't going to... It ain't going to do it. And I, help you get over there. It was good. Yeah, good. I was thing. like, thanks to my in my head. <laughs> Do you think about other people while we have sex? Just about Samaya. You know how many people have have sex? (laughs) (laughs) So many people have said that, and it it really does make me feel good. I appreciate you guys. Look at people be like, nah, Samaya, my, you can talk to her anytime. Yeah. Like, a lot of my friends, like, you know, they be like, nah, don't go over your little hoe friend house. Yeah. They have no problem when they, they girl come see me. Because by the time you go home, you're going to be horny. You're going to be I'm ready like, to you go. Been, you been loving on that man. Yeah. Like, some of us are in a drought. 
<laughs> something to draw and y'all be fasting. Um, but I, I love that for you. I love the fact that even on the show that you're allowing yourself to explore the the spicy sides. Yeah. Um, and I'm then I was trying. a guest on the show. So make sure that y'all check out um, yes. Tiffany's Patreon because they had me on there. We had to get a part two though because it got a little too juicy. <laughs> I was just so no, interested no, 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 in the conversation the that I just never let her transition to what she really came to show us to do. So we got to bring you back for the second yes, part of like that. the full class. Because she just... had the setup, y'all. And I was just like so interested in the conversation. I just could not let her get to this setup. It's, I, I think your trial with tips are going to be very exciting. I think some of them going to be like, try some hell shit. Try to jump out of plane. Try to go to a sex club. Try to do this with your man. Like, because there's just no ends. And I, I, I think that's healthy to give all the parts of you a place to breathe. All that options coochie included <laughs> all right so before we let you up out of here we have to leave them with a spiritual tip of the day um it's gonna be twofold because this one technically wasn't really a witchy bitch one spiritual one um but one by the time y'all listen to this just understand that we are in eclipse season and eclipse season means that um you're going to have a lot of endings and you're going to have a lot of beginnings mm-hmm. um and I know for me, that was definitely very, very true. Um, but I'm very excited about this beginning. Um, and, you know, however long you stay with us doing the show, I'm very glad that it's there. It's created now. It's already done. It's done. Like, you know, it's in the universe. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in the ethos. It's <laughs> definitely what's to say, in the ethos. Um, but today's spiritual tip of the day um, is you have to make space for all the parts of yourself to open all the doors to all the opportunities made for you. I like that. Yeah. You know. I'm a little artsy shit this morning. Yeah. Not on your witchy. On your yeah, artsy. I'm a little artsy. I do think that um, you have to make space for all the parts of yourself, the imperfections and parts of you included. For me, how anal I am has always embarrassed me with myself. Like the way that I like things to look, the aesthetics, the, yeah. the little details, the... Yeah, I bought her this cup and I was like, I want you to drink your water. For your infused water that you're supposed to be trying did, out of y'all. this cup. Like, I, I like things a certain way, but just even finding out that those things that I used to like, the way I would talk about myself mm-hmm. with those things that annoyed me did not give them room to, gl- to grow or flourish or have strong roots. Mm-hmm. And now the way I talk about myself and the way my quirks are, I've found a place for them. And so um, I just hope that, you know, you guys make space for all of who you are. There, you doing something weird or doing something odd or something might be a little annoying. It's not a crime. Like if you ain't killing people, you ain't no robber. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't no kid toucher. You good. Like if somebody don't like it or care for it, then that's on them. But also you have to find like a pro. We're so quick to find like the cons of like mm-hmm. how we are. But it's like however you are is good for something else. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure what that thing is, you need to keep looking. You need to keep searching Um, because so many of the imperfections that you you know, so bravely have shared with us, they are making you a perfect person to teach other people about learning themselves Mm -hmm. and not from a, oh, I'm broke and miserable. I need to learn myself. (laughs) No, this is a rich bitch. She's fine. She's in a loving relationship and still remembering. Still struggling. (laughs) (laughs) But having a reason to, you know, to love yourself. Um, And so it's not just something that you do when things are not are not good. It's something that you do even when things are great. So Mm -hmm. I really love the fact that your show is for Everybody, whether that's men or women, because each of the segments is dedicated to literally all the things you need to get to know yourself from the therapy with Tiff to the Mm -hmm. girl talk, because, oh, my gosh, so many times we leave our friends when we get in these relationships and we don't talk to them till the breakup happen. Um, She like, come on, baby, come back home. Yeah. Your man gone. Your man gone. Come on. And so I love the fact that you're in that good relationship and it's like, you know, what? where are my friends? I need to I need to do more of this. So, um. You know, you guys, I hope that you check out her show because, bitch, I got a job, okay? <laughs> like, I, you probably feel like such a grow, grown up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm an executive producer. I'm working. <laughs> yeah. Where's the, where's the clapboard? Mm. So, um, I'm very excited. Um, it's blood in, blood out now. I got you, baby. Yeah, we gotta, we, we might have to stop saying that. I didn't say it, and then these motherfuckers don't come back to the couch. Well, she's here. <laughs> I'm locked in. In whatever way is the ethos allows. So um, please tell the folks where they can find you and check out the new show. Oh, yes. my gosh. I'm so excited for you. Okay, you guys. So you can find me on all. 
<laughs> Such a deep breath. <laughs> All social deep. sites at Tiffany, L-A-R-Y-N. That's Tiffany Loren. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You know, I'm everywhere. Um, the podcast is dropping in November. I don't know when this is dropping. Probably but... in November sometime. <laughs> okay, we'll so maybe it's out. Catch up. Go just, just check it out. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be called yes. Take Two with Tiffany Loren. You can find me on all podcast platforms. And you can go ahead and head over to the YouTube because I will be on there also. And... I always say Patron, but it's Patreon. You know what I'm saying? You can find me. It's okay. (laughs) I love the kids. You can find me there also. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I am excited about your Patreon because even though the main platform is not about them kids, yo man, none of that, the Patreon will have some of those things on there. The conversations with your mans and yeah, spicy adult conversations. Us getting to know ourselves in a spicy way Um, and all the vlogs that we do when you do your um, try it with tips will be on there as well mm-hmm. yes so you guys this episode is to introduce you guys to my new client i really do have a job now for real for real <laughs> for i'm not tommy anymore okay <laughs> not tommy <laughs> Oh my I am God. not Tommy. Um, I appreciate you guys so much for just saving space for us on this episode. Um, thank you for coming back oh, again. Thank you for having me um, again. Thank you, Couture, for beating our faces through the through the crying and all of that. Um, and make sure that you guys please check out the Patreon. That is how you support me. Um, this show costs absolutely nothing for you guys, but this shit expensive. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do have a job now though, so it's gonna help. But you know, you are always more than welcome to support. Um, and there's a lot of bonus content on there. We have an entirely sex-based podcast that only comes out on there. We have you gotta be on there. That shit's fun. I got it. Y'all um it's gonna be crazy. Bonus episodes every month for not just another sex podcast come out on there. It's called Boats and Hoes. Oh yeah, I got invited to boats and hoes. <laughs> Brandon invited you. <laughs> Brandon invited me to come ride the boat, drive the boat. You know yes, what I'm saying? All so of that. Um and it's just, uh, it's a lot going on. So I appreciate you guys um, supporting. Please make sure that you leave a review. Um, if you or anybody that you know is trying to get a take to in your life, make sure that you check out Tiffany's show. Mm-hmm. Y'all get the gist. Y'all know what I'm saying. Go reshare, go repost. That is how we grow. Um, and I appreciate you guys so much. Um, I'm just really grateful right now. I'm not going to cry again because we have to go. Don't but cry again because I, I don't know if my makeup's going to last I, I really want it to stay all day. Couture is so. good, but I don't know if it's going <laughs> to last too. <laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in and make sure that you go catch up on her last episode if you missed it. That one was more funny. This one was like emotional, but that shit was funny the first time. So. Yeah, we had a good time. I love y'all. Till next time. Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.